Welcome to Better Animal Handling, episode 222. Center of Missouri, USA. I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling. And Ginger, my cattle dog and allurophile co-host. Say hi, Ginger. <coughs> Our goal is to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on Human Diseases That Can Be Acquired From Cats. Our topics for this week are signs of zoonosis in cats, risk factors for zoonoses in cats, and preventive measures against cat zoonoses. Apparently healthy domestic cats pose little risk of transmitting disease to healthy adult handlers who practice conventional personal hygiene. The risk of physical injury are greater than the risk of acquiring an infectious disease. However, there is much overlap. Up to 80% of cat bites will become infected. The most suitable pets for young children are dogs and cats because the risk of injury and infection are better known and more easily controlled than other animals. Many zoonoses from cats can cause generalized systemic illness. Nearly all are described as flu-like symptoms. None are common in adult handlers of healthy-appearing cats. Cats are the primary hosts for a protozoan parasite called toxoplasmosis. Cats are the only species to pass toxoplasmosis in their feces. Although dogs can eat infected cat feces and mechanically and briefly pass a parasite in their feces. Toxoplasmosis is primarily a danger to pregnant women that have no immunity developed in earlier life to the parasite. If acquired first during pregnancy, toxoplasmosis can cause abortion. However, humans usually acquire toxoplasmosis from inadequately cooked meat. The cat is a low-risk source of disease because the feces are not infective until one to five days outside the host, and the organisms are only passed for two weeks after the cat becomes infected. Shedding meiosis are not prolonged by feline immunodeficiency virus or feline leukemia virus infections or the administration of glucocorticoids. Still, it is advisable that litter boxes should be cleaned daily and not by a pregnant woman. Litter boxes should not be placed in the dining room or kitchen. The hair of normal cats is too dry, and cats are too fastidious to allow the organism to remain for one to five days on their hair coat and become infective. Pet cats pick up the organism by hunting and eating prey. They should not be allowed to hunt or scavenge or 
be fed raw or undercooked meat products. About 30% of cats allowed to kill and eat prey will have antibodies indicating exposure to toxoplasmosis. Cat scratch disease, also called bartonellosis, is significant, affecting more than 20,000 people per year in the United States. Up to 50% of normal cats have or have previously had bartonellosis. It is more often carried by kittens and transmitted among cats by fleas as well as bites and scratches. Declawing kittens that will be in contact with children, the elderly, or others with impaired immunity is advisable, as is control of fleas. Cat scratch disease is carried for months by kittens without clinical signs. Transmission can be by scratch, bite, or cat saliva contamination of an open wound. Young children should be closely supervised, if allowed to handle cats, to encourage gentle handling and minimize the risk of scratches, bites, and exposure to cat saliva. All handlers' hands and scratches or bites should be thoroughly washed after handling cats. Echinococcosis is a disease caused by a tapeworm of cats that are permitted to eat wild rodents such as voles, shrews, or lemmings. The disease is acquired by ingesting cat feces contaminated materials. Echinococcosis typically causes parasite cysts in the lungs of humans. Capnocytophagia is potentially a fatal bacteria in the cat's oral cavity. It's a risk for humans with impaired immune systems, such as from chemotherapy, cancer, AIDS, or splenectomy. Capnocytophagia is less common in cats than in dogs. Listeriosis can cause generalized disease in immunosuppressed humans that includes atypical pneumonia. Transmission is generally via undercooked or uncooked foods. Plague is a disease of cats that hunt and eat rodents in the southwestern United States. Transmission to humans can occur from sick cats by coughing, sneezing, or breathing onto a human's face, or by being bitten by a plague-carrying flea from a sick cat. Rabies is a fatal viral infection that is transmitted by bites or saliva-contaminated wounds. Cats are vaccinated against rabies less commonly than dogs, although most rabies in domestic animals in the United States is in unvaccinated cats. Visceral larva migraines, ocular larva migraines, cutaneous larva migraines, and acquired toxoplasmosis are serious diseases of young children. These diseases are acquired by incubation and hatching or sporulation outside the animal's body. Exposure occurs indirectly by environmental contamination by cats. Young children should be kept from playgrounds and beaches where cats are allowed to defecate. Handling cats without fecal contamination of their hair coat is not a risk for transmission of these diseases. Coxiellosis, also called Q fever, is a bacterial disease that is transmitted by inhalation of dust contaminated by body secretions of animals, such as urine, milk, feces, and so forth, that are infected with coxiella. 
Cats from farms with livestock are most likely to transmit Q fever in placental fluids. Zoonotic diseases that primarily affect one system of the body include those that affect primarily the respiratory system. Pestilosis is a respiratory bacterial infection that can be acquired from cats. But these bacteria in humans usually require an impaired immune response to become severe or prolonged infections. Pasteurella is also the most common cause of wound infection from cat bites. Cat respiratory or oral secretions can be a source of infection in immunosuppressed humans with Bordetella, Chlamydophilia, Plague, and Tularemia. However, based on the reported cases, the risks of these appear to be low in immunologically immature children. Young children should not be permitted to kiss cats and expose themselves to pet respiratory or oral secretions. Plague or tularemia can also be transmitted by infected ticks that may be carried to humans by cats. Ingesting fecal contaminated materials is required to acquire the bacterial diseases Campylobacteriosis or Salmonellosis from cats. Of these, Campylobacteriosis is the most common, although the source is generally from kittens with diarrhea. Salmonellosis is rare in cats. The most common tapeworm, Diplidium caninum, of cats can be acquired by humans if they swallow the intermediate host, the flea. Giardiasis has been listed as a potential zoonotic disease from infected cats. Although the status of giardiasis as a zoonotic disease from cats has been questioned. Zoonoses that are passed in the feces in the infective form and could be acquired from exposure to the rectum are seminolosis, campylobacteriosis, cryptosporidiosis, yersiniosis, and perhaps giardiasis. Among these, campylobacteriosis is the greatest risk from cats, although the risks are still small if no clinical signs such as diarrhea are present and the hands are washed after handling cats. Zoonotic skin disease. Ringworm is a fungus infection of the upper layers of the skin. Cat handlers may develop transient infections by contact, often by infected hair that's caught underneath a sleeve or collar and rubbed against the skin, or caught under the fingernails and scratched into the scalp. The zoonotic skin fungus Microsporum canis is a common cause for ringworm, particularly tinea capitis, ringworm of the head, in young children. It's often carried on cat's hair coat without clinical signs and transferred to the scalp of children by contamination of the child's hands and fingernails. Young children should have their hands washed and fingernails cleaned after handling cats to reduce the risk of acquiring ringworm. Ringworm is the most commonly reported zoonosis other than bites and scratches in small animal veterinarians. Mange mites, notoedres, and, and Calatiella 
can be transmitted transiently to handlers and cause chigger-like bite, itchy bumps in the skin. But the transmission by animals without clinical signs of disease are highly unlikely. Staphylococcus can be carried by cats, but much less commonly than in dogs. The species of Staphylococcus is not typically the type that's found in humans, Staph aureus. Sporotrichosis is a fungus that can grow in puncture wounds. Cats with sporotrichosis in their wounds have concentrated populations of the fungus. Humans handling cats with sporotrichosis, lumps and draining sores in their skin are at risk of acquiring the disease by cat scratches or contaminating cuts on their hands and arms. Some zoonotic diseases from cats are vector-borne. Tularemia is a bacterial infection that can be transmitted by deer flies and ticks. Cats may carry the bacteria in their mouth if allowed to eat rabbits or other prey that were infected with tularemia. They can also carry ticks into a household, but this is unusual. Cats with fleas and ticks can carry diseased agents to young children. Ticks from cats could transmit plague or tularemia. Children should not handle cats with fleas or ticks, and cats should be routinely examined and treated for external parasites. Routine sanitary practices are preventative measures against zoonoses. A handler of cats should wear appropriate dress to protect against skin contamination with hair and skin, scales, or saliva, urine, and other body secretions. External parasites, fleas, and ticks should be controlled. Vaccination in cats should be kept current against rabies. Basic sanitary practices should be practiced, such as keeping hands away from the eyes, nose, and mouth when handling cats and washing hands after handling them. Cat handlers should be vaccinated against tetanus every 10 years. Special precautions are needed if sick cats are handled, and sick cats should be isolated from apparently normal cats. New household or cattery members should be quarantined for at least two weeks to reduce the risk of transmitting a disease that new animals could be incubating before introducing them to the rest of the clouder. When handling more than one cat from a different household or cattery, Proper sanitation is required to prevent the spread of disease from carriers without clinical signs. Cats from different origins should not be confined in the same cage or group area. Other basic procedures are for handlers to wash their hands and to clean and disinfect tabletops and cages used in handling. Restraint equipment such as blankets, muzzles, capture poles, grooming equipment, collars, cat bags, and slip leashes should be disposable or cleaned and disinfected. Leather gloves should be kept as clean as possible and used infrequently. Companion cats should be kept exclusively indoors. Remaining indoors virtually eliminates the risk of toxoplasmosis, plague, rabies, and many other zoonotic diseases. Rough play should be avoided with kittens for behavioral reasons and to reduce the risk of diseases from bites or scratches. Gloves should be worn when handling cats if there are any open wounds on the handler's arms or hands. 
A cat should not be allowed to lick an open wound on handlers. And outdoor cats should not be allowed access to children's sandboxes or to gardens. If you have comments or are interested in particular animal handling subjects, contact us at cbc at betteranimalhandling.com. Now, let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Bites and scratches from cats are more likely than acquiring a zoonotic disease from them. Ringworm is the most common zoonotic disease acquired from cats. Cat scratch disease is a potentially life-threatening disease for a minority of cat handlers. It can be acquired from cat saliva and scratches from a high percentage of young, normal-appearing cats. Ginger says it's time to wrap up this episode. For more information on animal handling can be found in my book, Concise Textbook of Small Animal Handling and Concise Textbook of Large Animal Handling all published by CRC Press and available on Amazon and from many other fine book supply sources. Additional information is provided at betteranimalhandling.com. This website has more than 200 past podcasts with notes on handling of dogs, cats, other small mammals, birds, reptiles, horses, cattle, small ruminants, swine, and poultry. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of those needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Ginger and I hope you'll come back next week. I'll talk about risks of injuries from handling large and small animals. Hey, Ginger, why don't more cats play Poker games in the wild? True. I forgot how many cheetahs there are in the wild.